In this episode, we go over the series win for the Cubs over the Brewers and uh, preview the next series against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. We are back here on the Cubs win podcast. And the Cubs win the first series of the year, so that's good. Uh, taking it from Milwaukee, which I don't know anybody's expected. No, no one expected that, not even me. It was so optimistic last week with his prediction. I had the Cubs going one out of three and barely winning like two to one. So, yeah, I was dead wrong. And I'm happy about that. And I think we're all happy I was dead wrong. Yeah, we are. Cubs are two and one on the season. They took two out of three from the Brewers over the weekend. Um, then they almost swept them. They really did almost sweep Milwaukee. It was, it was uh, really a matter of if Jesse Chavez could just do his job. And uh, he could not. And the Cubs lost the finale 5-4 to four at Wrigley Field, blowing a three-run lead. But that's okay. Taking two out of three against the reigning NL Central champions who have Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff going on back-to-back days to open the season at Wrigley Field in 40-degree weather is just a fantastic positive, and that should not be forgotten despite yesterday's loss. Yeah, all in all, it was a good series. Even though it was a good series. To sweep. What did you um? What did you notice throughout the whole series? Oh, I know is that the Cubs are definitely more patient and not chasing as much. Yeah, that's and what I was going to say. That has turned into good results. Yep. So, uh, I was this is say something we have not seen from a Cubs ball team in over six years, seven years, yeah. actually. Yeah, uh, a lot of boomer bust offenses over the years, and thankfully that Seems to have changed in the first few games, at least. Uh, kind of helps when you don't have a lot of power hitters in your lineup. You know, Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal, Jonathan VR, Rafael Ortega, Hap. I guess Hap has a little power, but he's not a power hitter. Well, he does strike down a lot, but he makes up for it by getting a lot of walks. Uh, yeah, he does. And he looked really good in the first two games of the series before he got hit on the knee. Yep. And had to sit out the third game. X-rays were negative, which is very good. Yes. Thankfully, because he's been top two player on the team so far. Can't really afford to lose him right now. No. Um... Yeah, Seiya Suzuki in particular was very patient at the plate. Uh, I think he saw 29 pitches and chased only one of them, and it was an RBI single against Brandon Woodruff in Game 2 in the 9 nothing Cubs win. Uh, so that's very good to see. He obviously hit his first Major League home run on Sunday yeah, against Freddy Peralta in the first inning, and that was no cheap home run either. So, very good results early on, which is very nice. Yeah, glad to see. It's just so good to see Cubs being patient. Yeah, they've been been very patient. They've been very patient. I was just 
Now, this may not continue. We'll see. But if it does, that's very nice. And at least, you know, hopefully that's the Cubs' new identity going forward as they try to build into the next few years and try to start contending. Um, That'd be great. That would be great. And that kind of is the key to success. The Dodgers walk, I think, among the top teams in baseball. The Rays walk a lot. Walking and getting on base is more important than just getting home runs and base hits. But that go- that kind of goes without saying. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. So, good start so far. Hopefully this keeps up. Yes. So, yeah, I hope it does too. Um, so, game one... Cubs win uh, 5-4. So, should we recap that game? Yeah. Uh, opening day was very nice. When uh, I was there, nice. it was a nice experience. Uh, good, good. And that was the half game. I had three hits, two extra, two doubles. One. Yes, Ian Happ had a great opening day. Tucked he down has line. a thing for opening day. Yeah. Home run in 2018 to start the season, and then has this big two-run double in the seventh inning to put the Cubs on top 5-4. And that was just like five, two three. feet away from being a homer. It was off the top of the wall. I know. That was uh, – I don't know why, but that kind of made me flash back to this. Remember the game in 2019 where Contreras hit a home run? Against the Brewers to win it in 15 innings. Yep. Yeah, that kind of uh, made me think about that game because there was a moment in that game where Baez came to the plate and hit a ball that Kane, Lorenzo Kane just kind of was like trotting back and he was looking up at it like it was going to be on and then just hit off the top of the wall and came back into play. Uh, and that's kind of what Kane did here. The ball was hit so hard and went so far that Kane just kind of looked up at it and hit right off the top of the wall. So in almost the exact same spot. So. That was fun. That was yeah, fun. a very fun moment on opening day. Normal day in Chicago, not in April. That would have been a home run. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The Cubs would have had a few home runs uh, if it was like June, if the weather yeah. was nice and warm, but the wind was really whipping this weekend. We did get to see one home run that game, though. Nico Horner, of all people, in a two-run line drive shot off Holden Burns, of all pitchers. Yeah, and of all hitters, too. That was really surprising. That was the first time I've seen him hit a homer, which I would have had to do the game back in late 2019 to see that happen. But nonetheless, it was so cool to see. I didn't think it was gone at first, to tell you the truth, but it did, so that's all that matters. Yeah, just kind of a rocket. Those are the type of homers you have to hit at Wrigley in April if you want to have any hope with them getting out. Yeah. And we had a wide Hendo on opening day, too. That was awesome. Bounce yes, back season is underway. Yeah. Um, According to some people on Twitter, if you throw 88 miles an hour, you're not good. That's, That's not awesome. true. <laughs> it's not true. 
it's just I'm exhausted. I don't want to hear it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we'll save that for another episode. Not, we, will. we will. We will. This is going to be a rant-free episode. We're going to have a rant-free episode. This is just going to be an episode where we just talk and enjoy a good series. We'll have plenty of ranting episodes in the future, but not today. Uh, Game two was supposed to be on Friday next next day. I was supposed to be there, but that got postponed for some reason, which weather wasn't even that bad. I was right outside the stadium during... Pretty much game time, but whatever. They played it the next day and destroyed Milwaukee nine nothing. Brandon Woodruff threw about almost fifty pitches in the first inning. Yeah, I think he threw forty or something like that. Yeah, I thought it was like forty six. Yeah, what? it was not. It was an uncharacteristically bad inning for a lot of Brewer. Starters this year. Uh, Corbin Burns had a really bad command. Or it wasn't, no, actually, no, I'm thinking Woodruff. Woodruff had really bad command early on. And it just he continued. had three walks in the first inning and a hit by pitch. Yeah, three walks. And the Cubs got uh, three runs on one hit in the first inning of that game. And then game three, we already kind of talked about Corbin Burns. Game three, Freddie Peralta gave up that nuke. To say a Suzuki. I mean, these are not like yeah. I know that that's one home run, but that kind of speaks volumes about just how good these Brewer pitchers have been over the last few years. I mean, for those of you that don't know, these are not guys that do that. They do not give up home runs or walk people, or they come into Wrigley Field. It seems, especially last year, just like nearly no hit the Cubs. So to see that on opening weekend was just unbelievable. That's why my predictions were so. Uh, Kind of glum yeah. last weekend because I thought, you know, how can how can they hit these guys? But yeah, they did. Yeah, so it's glorious to see Brewers pitching fail. Yeah, for once. Hopefully, it carries on. And... I hope Josh Hader got the save on Sunday, but it wasn't ever since that Jason Hayward home run that. Um, that uh, he hit off of him back in 2020 during the shortened season. Um, I remember I posted about that, and I said, things will never be the same with Josh Hader now because we'll always be able to say we got him one time when it really mattered. And sure, and it's just – and it, I was right because I remember I was in the car listening to the radio and I was driving, and Hader was coming in, and it's just not really the same feeling I had like before that home run. Like before that, it was like, oh, the game's over, and the Cubs have never done anything against this guy, except for some meaningless home run they hit against him in 2018. So, but now it's different. Now, whenever he comes in, it's like, well, we got him four. You know, he's vulnerable. He's he's human. So that home run carries over to today. That three-run homer by Hayward. Yeah, but can't expect much at Wrigley though, because he's never allowed a run at Wrigley Field. Well, I bet that'll change at some point. One can hope. That's just crazy yeah. to think about. We'll have our opportunities. Brewer's offense was really enigmatic. Uh, this series it was not good. Of course, we we knew that the Brewers were going after relying on their pitching uh, this year to even have a you know to have a legitimate shot at pretty much anything. Their hit their uh, offense is not going to do that. 
Yeah. William Adamas isn't going to cut it, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm expecting regression from him, even though he did hit that home run. I'm not expecting regression from the Brewers pitching staff as a whole, but, you know, it would be nice if we saw at least some of that. be nice to get a break. Let's hope so. Need that to happen. So, yeah, that uh, Sunday game, that was Marcus Stroman's Cub debut. Uh, He was solid. He did did give up one homer, but other than that, for five, he only gave up one other hit. So, not much more you can ask for. Yeah, I mean, he had the win in the bag, and then David Ross pulled him an inning too early, and uh, Tristy Chavez kind of ruined everything. It was going to be a nice, clean sweep to begin the season. 3-0, and going to be beautiful. And then fucking Chavez, man. Tristy Chavez in 2018 nails that inning down. This year, no. At least not um, in the at least not in the first series. And then I mean, Daniel Norris. Yeah. Daniel Norris gave up that home run to Mike Brasso, the guy that hit that uh, homer against Chapman. I don't know why Ross let him face a righty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm still Is it the three so skeptical minimum rule? of no, well, that is a thing, but you can take a pitcher out, like, if he gets, like, let's say he gets two outs for the last two outs of the inning, and you can take him out after that, like, you know, if he only got one out. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, all right, I'll have to look at that again. I'm pretty sure they have to face three batters, but maybe not. Well, only if it's like, like, if you get one out for the last out of the inning or two outs for the last out, you can switch over the next inning. But, like, within the same inning, you ha- they have to pitch uh, at least three batters unless, you know, they only need to get one or two outs. Yeah. <sighs> well, oh, well. Daniel Norris, he's – he wasn't terrible. It was Jesse Chavez, man. I mean, he came in and the Cubs never had a lead again. What else can you say? <sighs> oh, well. well, that's that. Really good series, though. Really good series. Yeah. And MVP this series. I mean, I miss back. MVP? Mm. <clears throat> Keegan Thompson. <laughs> Oh, we haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. Uh, uh, yeah. Andrew why, why you is a little bitch. I've done a lot. I've done a lot of talking. I'm going to let you talk about this. Well, let's just stay. Since 2020, uh, or Rose pitchers, okay, comes about as 27 times. 15 of those times happened to be Wilson Contreras. This year, for number 14 and 15, they hit him on opening day. And they hit him in this recent, this last game here. Yep, they did. 
And, uh, and of course, the Cubs were not happy about it. Only but once. Nothing happened. And then he and Hap got drilled. Yeah, Hap got hit in the knee, and he missed the last game of the series. But, uh, next thing, Keegan Thompson comes in. Or I think he was already in, but I can't remember. Anyways, he it's Andrew McCutcheon in the hip with a 93-mile-an-hour fastball. Finch is clear because, oh, because they're that's... trying to hurt me. Which is exactly yeah. what Andrew McCutcheon said. Which I don't know how. Which, which is it. which is complete bullshit. I mean, I really to wanted the hit by really we would hit you in the, in the side or in the head, like they've done to Contreras a few times in the last couple of years. But we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> McCutcheon talked about the game. He said something about like, you know, I was raised in a different era, so. My understanding is, you know, the first pitch you hit the guy. Um, so I didn't get that at all. I mean, if you get, if they're gonna hit you. They're gonna hit you. It just matters when. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, especially because Keegan kind of Thompson gets suspended for three games, yeah. which I think is kind of excessive. Yeah, David Ross got an automatic suspension for one game. I didn't but, get that at all. Why was Ross suspended? I really don't know. <laughs> I, he didn't I even do anything. That, I mean, did, I, I know, know he got thrown out of the game. Him. I didn't know for what. I don't know. I, I guess they just have to suspend the manager if a player gets suspended for one game, but I don't think so, so I really don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah, also... Oh, uh, shout out to Jason Hayward during that whole thing. He came sprinting in from spent uh, center field to defend his teammates and uh, got there and was kind of drawing with Lorenzo Kane a little bit. So he may not hit and his field may be on the decline, but good leader still, guys. So that's good. Yeah, that's good, unfortunately. But... Yeah. Oh, well. Well, we'll see a continuation of it later in the year. Yeah. With the history between the two teams. Yeah, definitely. I don't know when, but it should be at me. About my mind. Okay. Alright, so I think so, that pretty much oh, covers it. Uh, so I gotta pick our MVP. Oh, uh, Alright, MVP of the series. I said Keegan Thompson, so oh, yeah. your turn. Well, from a statistical standpoint, I'll go with Seiya. Okay, series that's of the a year. solid choice. It's probably my second choice. Yeah. What were you going to say about him? I was just saying his first series of the year and his, his first career series and he's getting MVP. 
Yes. Um, let me see. I think I was going to find his stats. I think he has like four walks. And... Yeah, I saw on poster earlier today some guy on Twitter called I Need to Shower. Uh, okay, yeah. Say Suzuki first three games. 375, 539, 750 slash line. Three hits, one home run, six RBIs, and four walks. Four walks with an exclamation point. That really highlights just how patient he was at the plate. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd probably be my, my – in all seriousness, he's probably the MVP of the series. I guess Keegan Thompson's kind of a joke pick. But whatever. Um, Say Suzuki, his swing, his like O swing percentage is three point one, and the next, like the next lowest is Mitch Garver with eight point three. So very patient. So I believe strike out, doesn't get cheated. I believe he only had like one whiff the entire series. Yeah, Um, comes. This is MLB random stats on Twitter. Cubs rookie Seiya Suzuki has been thrown 29 pitches that were outside of the strike zone. He took 28 of them. 26 were correctly called balls and two were called strikes. His one chase, an RBI single against Brandon Woodruff. So that's like opposite Javier Baez. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Cubs, as a team, uh, the third lowest swinging per- strength, swinging strike percentage, nine point one percent in Major League Baseball. So great opening series. Gonna force those guys to throw strikes and hopefully do some damage against them. Yeah, so uh, looking really good. First series. Yeah, I so hope it that this discipline carries over. Yeah. So pirate series now. Let's yep. talk Pirates. about that. Pirate series, so it's gonna be tomorrow. a weird series. Yeah, two games. Cubs uh, first game. We have to go against former Cubs legend Jose Quintana. Yes. And I hope we punish him. And four years later, Drew Smiley finally gets to pitch for the Cubs. It's so funny because I remember in the winter of uh, 20, what was it? 2017, 2018, I remember following the U Darvish uh, saga really closely. And when they signed him, I thought, you know, what the hell are they doing? He's got Tommy John surgery. He's not even going to pitch for us. And then I looked at his stats, and I thought, oh, okay, he's pretty solid. So I vividly remember when they signed him. And it's kind of funny how now, when you know, the Cubs are rebuilding, Darvish is gone. He's finally going to pitch. So I hope, I hope he does well against the Pirates. Not a tough task, but, yeah, I still hope he does really well. He's got a really good curveball. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of unpredictable, so it's just kind of hit or miss for now. We'll hope for the best. 
Yeah, he's the fifth starter for a reason. I saw Hendricks is starting uh, the second game of that series. Yes. So, guess so. Does that mean that we're going with a four-man rotation right now? Well, I mean, I guess. I guess just up until it's the off day. I guess just up until like Miley comes back. I mean, you have Alec Mills. He's not great. Well, he's on the IL, too. Oh, that's right. God damn. Okay. I guess so one of well, them comes back. Damn. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess this is a really well-timed off day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we'll... Uh... Oh, man, I don't know. All right, so okay. this first game, Smiling Quintana. What? Two really weird start times. Yeah. What's your score? Um, hmm. I'm I'm thinking the Cubs win just because you know Pirates, but then again, who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, I'll say five four Cubs. Five four. I'll say the Cubs win at 7-3. Okay, nice. What do you think Smiley does? I think he'll give up um, two runs in 5.1 innings. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm eating. I didn't have dinner, so... I'm just yeah. going to be eating in the background while we talk about baseball. Um, let me see. I think Smiley goes maybe five innings. Maybe the beginning of the sixth. They'll probably have him on a short leash. So, yeah. yeah. I think... Um, I was trying to think if Ian Happ is going to be back. I was going to say maybe he could hit a homer off him. Or maybe Contreras could hit a homer. Yeah. Home run, predict- home run prediction, I think it's going to be, um, oh, man. I think it's going to be Hap in one of these games, maybe the first or second game. I'm leaning the first game, though, because I think he'll be back. Oh. Mm, Hap versus a lefty. Oh, They'll do it. They'll surprise us all. Let's hope so. All right, so the second game, like you said, Hendricks is starting, so I guess we're running with this four-man rotation. Yeah, this game is at 11.35 a.m. Central Time. It... Yes. All right. I'm not sure if that's a product of those two series that were canceled at the beginning of the year, but that's just really strange. It's also strange yeah. how this is a two-game series when it's typically like three against Pittsburgh. Oh, I don't know. It is kind of weird, but I guess really the only yeah, other teams we're going to be having two-game series with are... Uh, oh, wait, we do have another two-game series with Matt Wrigley. 
July 25th and 26th. Oh, I see that. Hmm. Wow, we got a five-game series with St. Louis in the end of August. What? Wait, what? When? Oh, um, fuck. 22nd through the 25th. No, not... The game's a double thing. There was this five-game series that the Red Sox and Yankees had back in 2008. The Yankees swept all five games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I I don't. I don't want that to happen. It was at Fenway too. This is and it was in August. This displeases me. This is yeah. my night is ruined. We better win, like, two fucking games. I swear to God. This is... Maybe this will be, like, revenge for 2019. Maybe. We'll worry about it when it comes here, though. Yeah, who knows what the team looks like by then, so... Eh, whatever. That would be, like, 20 games at first, but whatever. Game two, uh, Hendricks and Thompson. Jesus Thompson. Zach Thompson. Zach Thompson. Oh, Mr. Zero, zero record with a zero ERA. Dude have a 324 ERA last year. I think he was okay. with the Marlins, wasn't he? I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, he was. I think he was just a reliever. But... Let's say Cubs win 6-4. 6-4, okay. Let's say I just think the Cubs, Cubs have a 3-1 lead. Then the Pirates tie it, maybe take the lead. Then the Cubs take the lead, Pirates tie it. Cubs finally take the lead, and they hold on for the win. It'll be, like, really back and forth. Interesting analysis. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the Cubs win 4-2. All right. Nice. So we each have the Cubs sweeping them, which is probably expected. Cubs are bad, but not really on the Pirates' level. And I really, they never get there. Because if they do, something has had gone horribly wrong. And that yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that would be that. Okay, so after this, we have a four-game series in Colorado, no off day. Um, three out of four games are at night. So that's going to be kind of a crazy series, I bet. Then we come home and face the Tampa Bay Rays for three games at Wrigley, no off day. So lots of traveling. Then This is the last finally, off day for two weeks. I know. I was just about to say, we have a four-game series against Pittsburgh, and then we finally have an off day two weeks from two. So lots of a, baseball coming up. We got a lot of off days, actually, like after this month. Yeah, we do. We do. Every time I think about off days, I think of that 2018 team that was so good and really all they needed was just a few off days and they would have done so much better. But MLB screwed us over. Pain. Yeah. Oh, well. It's gone now. I don't want to think about 20 years. I know. I was... Never mind. Okay. So... Pirates and Rockies, that's pretty good. 
I bet we'll have a wild series yeah. out in Colorado or something. There's always some see weird KB games that happen over there. And then uh, come home, likely to be swept by the Rays. Then Pittsburgh for four. So uh, we have uh, a chance to rack up some wins. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't really look like we have any exceptionally hard months except for July. Let me see. So after that, yeah, July looks like really hard. July is July is definitely the hardest month, in my opinion. Well, we have after Pittsburgh next week in that four game series at home. We have Atlanta for three in Atlanta, Milwaukee for three in Milwaukee, and then an off day, and then White Sox at home for two. So that's that, that's mute mute words on Twitter, folks. Mute certain phrases, words, people prepare. Okay, then we have an off day. Then the Dodgers. Then the Padres for three. Dodgers at home in Wrigley, and then Padres for three in San Diego. So we have a rough two weeks coming up after this little stretch we have here. So yeah, but we'll have but, fun with it. For you now. know. Yeah, like, we don't have any expectations, so it's kind of hard to be mad at losing. But Yeah, I will admit it is kind of nice. But, I mean, you know, I honestly think the team's a lot better than it was last year. And yeah, I definitely think still, the team is better than it was last year. Then, I kind of had expectations last year, but I don't really have much for this year. I mean, I had no expectations after the trade deadline. Well, yeah, after the deadline, free deadline before got... that first before that first twelve game losing streak. That's what even though the Cubs stayed about the same offensively after the trade deadline, pitching sucks. Yeah, that's just that. that's just interesting. But so that's that was a sign we need to move on. I can't hear you. That was a sign we need to move on. Yeah. So, uh, oh, by the way, the past Brewers series, we didn't even mention this. It was supposed to be a four-game series. It turned into a three-game series because we had a postponement on Friday. That will be made up on May 30th. As far as it will be scheduled uh, uh, at 12.05 p.m., and then the game well, that was originally scheduled for May thirtieth yeah. will be at six forty, as planned. Yes. So our tickets got moved to that game. So I guess I'll just be going back then. Nice. Maybe buy tickets to that first game this year. I can't, help, but... I can't wait to go to this Yankees game in New York. It's gonna be great. Fancy Rizzo. Gonna be in right field. On like the by the scoreboard, that's gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait to do that. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait, go ahead. Hmm. I thought you were gonna say something. 
I was just saying, I love going to road games. Yeah, they're fun. Unless you but Wrigley is so fun. Very yes, awesome. nothing beats Wrigley. That was the um, first time I've been there in four years. Did not disappoint at all. No, it was lots of fun. Uh, one thing I wanted to hit on, over the weekend, we saw a lot of the Cubs' top prospects performing very well. We had Caleb Killian pitching really well in his debut. We had a Brennan bomb. We had James Triantos' success. We um, do not have Christian Hernandez' success yet, but that will be coming. Um, but I was just kind of thinking about it. We had, you know, we had uh, Cole Franklin returning and pitching very well. But I was thinking about it, and I thought, we're going to have a few days this year where the big league team does well. And then simultaneously while they're winning and while they're doing well on that same day or perhaps even during the game, the Cubs' top prospects are going to be in the minors also doing well. And that, those days are just going to be tons of fun. Not only will we have a win, but we have a win in the future too. That's just going to be great. And uh, on days where we have our Q&A, which is last episode of every month or the first of the month, we will uh, have a minor leagues recap. I don't think I told you that yet, but now you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just going I do over. not know that. I forgot to tell you, so I guess now's a decent time. All right. So, now that we're expecting the Cubs farm, well, that's pretty much all we're thinking about now for Cubs baseball, the future. We will be talking about it a lot, but just at the... Even more at the deadline. Cosmer trade, please. Yes. Yeah, I think this I is the last year that he can be traded. Cubs are going to take advantage, man. I mean, they got stacked outfield, stacked infield. Great pitching so far. Probably going to draft an arm in the draft. But they're really lacking at the catching position. And trading for Eric Hosmer and essentially buying Luis Campisano is really the key to all this. I mean, Campusano could come up this year. He's he would instantly be, you know, top five prospect in their farm. I just you know, think arguably they like just have to do this. Top I think he'd be probably number three or Yeah, he's in the top fifty. Yeah, so I was kind of hoping that'd get done before the season, but he was going to go to the Mets, Osmer. <sighs> but uh, the Mets didn't have any interest in trading for Cam Fusano, so but that trade fell apart, and Osmer's still in San Diego, and they hate him. So trade for him, Jed, please, 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 please do it. Makes too much sense not to happen. Yep, because 
really, you don't have to play Hosmer if you don't want to. You can just platoon him with Schwindel and Rivas. So that is the one thing that needs to happen at That's some point this year. Really, really want to see, and a, a trade I really think we will see at the deadline. That's a long ways away. And whether Wilson Contreras is involved in there, I don't know. Maybe if their catches are doing bad, they'll trade for Contreras and we can get someone else in that trade. Maybe. It'd be a huge um, three-team trade. Maybe the, I don't know, the Yankees get Contreras, we get Hosmer, uh, and Campisano, and maybe the Padres get... That's not going to take much. Uh, <laughs> Bodie? With, or someone? Remos? I have no idea. Um, I just give up Bodie. Yeah, Bodie would be great. <laughs> it's nothing. Definition of a three true outcome player. Yep. Strikeout? home run or fly out. Dude does not do anything except that. And he's injured, so yes, we really don't want to see him for at least another month and a half. So, Yeah, I don't know what we were doing with that extension. So stupid. I read the reason was because Bodie wanted job security. And it's like, oh, well, maybe everyone else that's literally a superstar also wants job security. <laughs> but I guess, I guess not. Huh. Oh, I still love to do Okay. That. Is, that, is that all we got? I think that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all, folks. All right. Well, I guess it is all. So, we'll be back on... Uh, we could record on Wednesday, since it is a pretty could. early game. Or some point during the day of Thursday, but I don't know if it'd be time for that, but one, one way it'll get done, so we'll see you in okay. a couple days. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you around, folks. Yeah, we'll see you around. Uh, we'll be back. See you then. <laughs>